And I, there's, there's this word that comes to mind when I'm, when I think about the church, when I think about, um, a lot of the things we were going through today, things that we do together, um, is, is kind of this hot button word that you hear, um, in the last, um, years. Um, you see books about it being missional. Um, your, your, uh, word documents try to, try to change it when you type out missional because it's not necessarily, um, it's a newer word. It's a, it's a newer take on mission. Um, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's definitely what we do, but somebody just was able to coin a phrase that kind of brings a new light to it. And currently people want to live these missional lives. Um, and it's defined by, um, the, it, the actual definition of this word is the adoption of the posture, thinking, behaviors, and practices of a missionary in order to engage others in, um, with the gospel message. We want to be that way, right? It's just like, it, it, this is one of those well does. We've talked about well does before. They're the, what the? When you f- hear the definition of something that you already kind of know it, but then you can put words to it. Um, this is what I think missional is. It's a well duh, especially for the church. Being a church, being church is automatically missional. It should be automatically missional that we take on this, this missionary mindset where we live. I think when we settle is when we kind of step out of that missional role. And it's easy to settle. I'm not saying that we don't do that as people. We get comfortable and we settle. But sometimes God wants to just shake the tree, right? He's Zacchaeus. Hey. I, I just picture him doing that. I've told you before, but I, I just get this picture of Jesus kind of shaking the tree of Zacchaeus. I mean, we're going to come to your house and have a meal. And I think God likes to do that. He likes to shake our tree and get us out of our comfort zones because he wants us to continue to recognize that we are missionaries where we're at. We are missionaries to the people where we are at. And those people can be people we don't even know or they can be people that are in our families. They could be in our house. But we're called to be missionaries to those around us. Um, I believe that the missional idea is and should be at the heart of the church. It should be right there at the heart. The heart of what we do as a church. It should be the thinking, this, this thinking process that we get into as, as missionaries. We, sh- we should be looking for ways to share Jesus with everyone around us. Yet I believe that the word tends to simplify this even more into an even better Focus, really. I believe that, that as we focus off of ourselves and on to Jesus, a good deal of this is resolved. Our hearts get in alignment with that missional mindset. I mean, we, we actually are housed on a road called mission. So we have a constant reminder when we walk out these doors that we're going into the mission field. I mean, maybe we need to put that on the wall up there just as a reminder. You're now entering the mission field. Sometimes we need reminders. I mean, you've read the Bible. Does it repeat things ever? Do you think it repeats things for a reason? 
because we need reminders, right? We often forget. We often get off track. The series that we're in is Light the Dark. And, you know, the distractions that we get in life sometimes puts us in a place of darkness. Our settledness gets us into a place of darkness. Whereas if we are in a place of being that missional-minded, the missionary church, we should be constantly needing to step into the light. Because Jesus is on the move. The spirit is moving. The spirit is not stagnant. Jesus is not stagnant. Jesus is alive. Yes, he is seated at the right hand, but he is constantly directing our steps, is he not? This series of lighting the dark, I, I kind of come to this, this thought of he is greater than I. He, greater symbol, I. Um, I, I, I wore a hat like this, the same symbol um, a while back, and, and I've told you about the idea of he is greater than I and before, but I thought it really fits for lighting the dark, is to recognize that he is greater than I, than I. He's greater than you. He's greater than us. He makes us greater. But for those of you that missed it, I, 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 I shared this, um, that Kelly and I went... I uh, went to Hawaii um, a few years back before we, we came here, um, and we kept seeing this symbol everywhere. Now, me, I'm, I'm like going, what is that hiki? You know, I, I, it looked like a, a K that's backwards, and so I got this whole thing, because I'm thinking, like, you see all these other hats and stuff that, are, that have Hawaiian names on them and stuff, and I, I'm just looking for Hawaiian names, so I thought it was like hiki. I'm like, is this like a, a, a hula hat? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of cool, but I just, I, you know, whatever. And um, started, we, we ended up talking to some people, and they're like, no, 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 it's, it's he is greater than I. And I was like, oh, that is awesome. And we ended up um, being able to, um, to go to the, there's a store in, in North Shore um, on Oahu. But um, this idea of he is greater than I comes out of John 3. And that's where we're going this morning. So I just thought it fitting that we, we could check this out together. So let's start. Um, if you can turn to John chapter 3, I'm going to be starting in um, verse 22. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, um, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing, this is John the Baptist, at Anon um, near Salim. Uh, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification, and they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, um, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. The other John, you know, John the Baptist, um, not, not the disciple, not the John that was well loved, not the one that you know, was always in foot races with Peter. 
John the Baptist understood his role. Um, he understood that Jesus was greater in, than he was. And all about the people. And he was all about leading people to realize the same thought. That Jesus was greater. And he was always telling his disciples, no, no, Jesus is greater than me. John was directing his disciples that they were ultimately to follow Jesus. He was modeling that he was a vessel to be poured out. And that that was to be their greatest aim as well. That John found great joy in his purpose. In that purpose that he had. Our first thought is that Jesus is our completion. Jesus is our completion. You have that, that whole, you complete me. You complete me. Anybody, what was that movie? That was Jerry Maguire. You, know, you complete me. Excuse me. Chick flicks, you know, they just, they do it for me. Um, but really, Jesus is, he is that completion of us. Completion of whatever we are putting our hands to, whatever relationship that we are having, he is that completion. When we look at our marriages, if our marriage is, is a bit rocky, we're probably not in including Jesus in that. Because do you think Jesus is going to have a rocky marriage? No. But there, there are three in a marriage. For a marriage to be successful, there need to be three. For a relationship with other believers, with, with our friends, when we have Jesus at the center of that, those friendships go on for so long. And those friendships are encouraging. Those friendships do not shy away from speaking truth when truth needs to be spoken. You know what I'm saying? For John, his life was all about going before and proclaiming. He was going before and proclaiming. He cleared out every distraction in his life. He cleared it all out. He was fully missional. He was all about making Jesus famous. And declaring this to as many who would listen. He may have looked odd. You know, that whole phrase that they've, they've called people Jesus freaks. John the Baptist was a Jesus freak. I think he would have worn that moniker just proudly. Put it on a belt buckle or you know, leather belt around his camel hair coat thing. He was odd, he was quite weird, but he knew what his calling, the calling was in his life, and he lived it to the end. The best part of chapter 3 is in this. John 3.30 says, he must increase, but I must decrease. If you want to sum the whole of the New Testament and, 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 and distill it down to one phrase. He must increase and I must decrease. This is what salvation's about. The selfishness of me must 
just be decreased in my life, but he must grow in my life. He must increase. He is greater, and we must be less. John the Baptist saw this. He lived this. He was lessing his way through life in such a noticeable way that people around him wanted what he had. But he was a Jesus freak. He was kind of weird. Why, why would they want what he had? You ever been around somebody that knows their purpose, knows who they are, and just lives it? Have you ever been around anybody like that? How does it make you feel? Do you, do you kind of feel like, wow, wow I, I want to kind of hang with this person. Maybe that'll rub off on me. Or do you, do you feel inadequate? Do you feel like they're, they're super confident when people know what it is that they're supposed to be doing and they do it? Do they seem confident? Maybe arrogant? This is some of the things that, that factor into why we look different to the world. You know what I mean? Like we should be walking in this confidence that is Jesus, so much so that people are going, oh, he's kind of arrogant. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I'm maybe not that far, but, but there's a confidence in us that, that maybe to those that don't understand the cross, that, that just see it as foolishness, as it says in the word, they might think you're arrogant, but those that are being saved, you know what I'm talking about? You've heard this in the word, right? It is the glory of God. It's a confidence in someone when they're walking in Jesus and they're just at a place where it's like, you know, they just exude from their pores, Jesus. There is a confidence that helps others to less themselves. You know who John reminds me of in living out his mission? Another person in the Bible totally reminds me of this, and you're going to be like, mm, I don't know, but stick with me. King David. John the Baptist reminds me of King David. I know it sounds weird. David exhibited what John was living out in the desert. When King David finally brought the ark into the city of David, he debased himself. He stripped down to his skivvies and he danced before the ark of the Lord. Weird. Weirdness. And he was living it out in confidence. Not as a conquering king. Not as a king on a, on a stallion riding into town. But he stripped himself of all of his vestments and he danced before God and made God's presence more important than himself. And John lived this out daily. To be on mission, he lived that out and so should we. Second thought is this, is Jesus is our purpose. If you're ever questioning what your purpose is in life, the answer is always Jesus. Have you noticed that? It's like, the answer is Jesus. It really works for about every question in the world. But if you're wondering, what is my purpose in life? Jesus. Be confident in it. If we, if we can shift our thinking from the idea that Jesus' purpose is us 
to, to that lifestyle, he, it, that he is our purpose, it, that going from, from um, us being his purpose to, to him being our purpose, it changes us. Yes, his purpose was to come and, and proclaim the kingdom of God, seek and save the lost. But our purpose is Jesus. And if we can, we can get to that point where we see that that purpose lines up perfectly with where we should be, we will walk out more in confidence than ever before. We are transformed by the newness of our mindset. We find that our, our connection to selflessness, uh, selfishness and to this world becomes untethered when we get to that place where our, our mindset is changed. When our mindset is refocused on Jesus. We find that our purpose becomes clear and our lives naturally become more missional. And there's a lessness that happens in us. John 3, um, 31 through 36 says, um, he who comes from, uh, from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. The third thought is that, that Jesus is our life. Jesus is our life. Our purpose is clear. Yes, I know that, uh, that, that how to live um, that out is daunting. How do we live out that Jesus is our life? It's daunting, but it is clear. And yet it is risky to live that out. Because there's other people. And other people are going to hear me say something, and, it, and I might be seen as weird. I might be a Jesus freak. You take the chance that you might look like some camel hair wearing hermit that eats bugs. You may be seen as that Jesus follower. You might look weird, and, and this world really doesn't want us to look different. Have you noticed that? Our world does not want us to look different. We want to look the same, and more and more it's becoming that. We have kids that are getting participation trophies for just being a part of something. Because we don't want anybody to stand out. Shame on us. We should be encouraging those differences, because God made us different. We are made to be different because God put something in you that matters to be different. 
You're not meant to be the same. There is men and women, male and female. They're different for a reason. We can do a lot of the same things and we can do even better things than the other. I'm so thankful I don't have to have kids. Can I just say that? Praise to Jesus. Can we have a moment? Gentlemen, are you with me on this one? But our world is trying to make us the same. It's trying to water down those differences. How many genders are we recognizing nowadays? Are we getting up to about 100 now? Science even recognizes that there are two. Well, I mean, there's, there's a, a few scientific anomalies that, that but you know what I mean. We're trying to water each other down. We're trying to bring ourselves to a place where everybody's, you know know what? The one place where everybody's level, everybody's the same at the foot of the cross. King or servant, male, female, there's none of that at the foot of the cross. But right here, there's differences and it's okay. The world doesn't want us to look weird. The world doesn't want us to look different. It demands conformity. No matter what it says that it's trying to do, because it says that it's not demanding that. You want to be unique. Come over here and be the same. It's demanding this conformity, and yet Jesus demands relationship. Do you have to conform to anything for a relationship? No. No. You just have to be in relationship. The world tries to crush the things of God, but when we live out the testimony, the life that we have been given, we become less, and we become less in that life. And Jesus becomes more. Our purpose not only becomes clear, but it becomes complete. Go ahead and set your things aside. <clears throat>